Welcome to Sports Connection. I'm Darren Joins, Williamson County Schools Athletic Director. And this week is our first attempt at a Zoom Sports Connection. I'm here with my co-host, as always, Tate Matthews. Tate, we are remote today. And I'll have to say, you are a wizard at technology. We have you and Coach Roy Kidd join us for the show today. Appreciate you being here. Hey, well, first of all, thank you for having me. If the CTE director position ever comes open, I'd like to go ahead and put my name in the hat. And not only is Coach Kidd with me, as you see in the background, his 319 victories, 10 OBC championships, and two national championships are with him as well. So I think we're in good company. Tate, now you had to admit that you sent me a picture of you next to the statue, and I immediately – I actually wasn't next to the statue. It was with the Coach Roy Kidd. And when you sent it, I immediately knew who that was as a Kentuckian. Now, well, your Kentucky roots run deep, and um, you're, you're right. You were the one that knew right away who it was. Uh, but, you know, in, in this part of the state, for sure, he is a living legend, but really in college football. I, it's like I told my son, I could tell 319 victories really didn't make the impact it should on you. If he coached 30 years, divide 319 by 30, uh, that's a pretty good rector. I think he was actually 39, but still, that's pretty dang good. Very the only good. person who's got more wins than that is Coach Barbara Campbell. <laughs> hey, Tate, listen, in football, I've always thought that the big mantra was, if we can ever practice on Thanksgiving – that means we have really done something special. Not only do we have one team doing that, not only do we have two teams doing that in WCS, but Tate, this year, we have three teams actually practicing on Thanksgiving Day. What an exciting moment for WCS athletics. Back-to-back -back years doing that, by the way. Unbelievable back-to-back -back years of three practicing on Saturday, uh, th Thanksgiving Day on Thursday, and you're right. It's a, it's a heck of an accomplishment. I was lucky enough to play on a team that did it, and it, there's nothing quite like it, man. The former players come over and watch, and, and the dads come and watch and cook breakfast, and, you know, your mom and grandma are at home getting the turkey and the sides ready, and you're out there practicing, and most of the state has already taken up jerseys and moved on to basketball and wrestling. It's it's, a, it's really, really cool, um, and it's something that never gets old, and, and it looks like it's becoming a, a tradition for, uh, for all three of these guys that have been doing it. So it's a really neat deal. I'm happy for all three schools, and it's really cool for the coaches and the communities as well. Tate, we've got basketball that started up this week. We'll talk more basketball as the season progresses, but uh, glad to know we've got basketball going. Wrestling's getting going as well. Uh, Franklin and Centennial are both hosting some events this week. Uh, Brentwood's been out playing, uh, actually over in, I believe it's Clarksville, uh, getting started. And, Tate, I wanted to tell you this, speaking of Brentwood, we always talk about our man Taylor Spiritel, who, by the way, had an unbelievable – when we read his stats later, it's almost unbelievable what he's done. But we also have another fan in Brentwood point guard, Griffin Burke. He's a big fan of the show, said he watches every week. So – Want to give a shout out to Griffin. We'll be talking about him a lot here soon, too. We'll be talking about Griffin a lot this year, but that's great. Hey, that's that, that, those two are, I'll take them. And your dad, I got to 
talk to one of our biggest fans, if not biggest fan, your dad today. That was that was a big that was a big um, that was a highlight of the day, and uh, another Kentucky historian. That's true. That's true. Yep, he and my mom, my sister, always watching the show. So glad to glad to have some supporters. So we're up to we know at least five. That's and, right. Excuse me, six. Our friend in Gallatin also out there checking us out. Correct. You got to start somewhere. Tate, let's talk some playoff football. A game that I was fortunate enough to attend. I was so torn on what game to attend, but. You know, being in WCS, it was the only game that was hosted by one of our schools. It also included two of our schools. So I went to check out the traditional WCS rival. It's rivalry, matchup number seven in the history of that rivalry in the playoffs, Brentwood and Franklin. Uh, after a 55-34 win for Brentwood, they're now ahead in that playoff uh, total, four to three. And, and take that score doesn't really totally do it justice. It was a real shootout back and forth until 34-27 in the third quarter. And you felt like if one team ended up getting a stop or two, but they kept scoring, that was going to be the difference. And that's really what happened in that game. Oh, 100%. And you mentioned it was the matchup seven since 2001, the 26th time they've played. And uh, I don't know that there's ever been a game with um, – 89 points scored in it between these two, but it's just, it's amazing, man. What, what a great, I saw coach Webb's quote earlier in the week or, or late last week that, you know, this is the way it ought to be Brentwood and Franklin uh, playing in the quarters and what a great game. And you're right. It was, it was closer than that at halftime. And then the, you know, you go in, you, they, they, both teams made adjustments, but they just made it the other way. They, they just kept scoring points, but uh, you know, it's one of those games you hate to see somebody lose. Uh, Connor Bevan, over 400 yards passing. Taylor Spirito, I, I, I asked Coach Webb, have you ever had – when's the last time you had a receiver go for over 200 yards receiving? He said, I don't think ever. We'd, we'd have to go way back before that. And then, then you look at that and think, how could there be a better uh, performance than that? And you look at what Cade uh, Granzow did. It's just – it's amazing, man. What an unbelievable game. Uh, it's a state championship type game for sure. Tate, your, your, uh, your camera just went out and, and that's what happened to the scoreboard. I think uh, you're, you're good now though. <laughs> they lit the scoreboard so much up that I think a couple of bulbs went out in that game. Uh, 11 <laughs> touchdowns, 996 yards of offense, 700 passing. And here's something I thought was, was great. Only seven penalties in that game. Only seven, which shows you uh, that it was played fairly clean, too. And so much for the reputation of Coach Donnie Webb uh, and Coach Ron Crawford as being only smash-mouth football. These guys were lighting it up. Lighting it up, and, and that's what's cool. That's coaching, right? You you look at – that's not really what Coach Webb and Franklin football is about. They like to run the ball and, and be physical. They can still throw it, but uh, they dang sure don't throw it 47 times. But that's what our talent dictates. And guess what? We got a real deal quarterback in Connor Bevan and 29 for 47, 465 yards, four touchdowns against a team that is in the semifinals. Great chance to be in Cookville. And uh, you're right, man. It's, it's not the normal way they've played it, but that's why these two are two of the best at what they do. Man, they, they, they figure out what their talent is and they work around it. And just like 
I don't know that they've ever really had a quarterback at Brentwood like Granzow, a guy who runs the ball as many times as a I formation tailback. And, uh, you know, I was, I was talking to a friend earlier today, seven touchdowns in a six, a quarterfinal playoff game. That's like, that's crazy. I mean, huge, you know? Well, and then Grands, you, you're talking about Granzow, 230 yards passing, uh, two touchdowns, 93 yards rushing, rushing, five touchdowns. Let me repeat that again. Five touchdowns rushing. It's not like it's J.C. Watts and the old Oklahoma Sooners wishbone. Uh, this guy's pretty much getting the snap and going right up the middle and saying, stop me if you can. Obviously, most people don't. And pretty good week for uh, Mr. Granzow. He signs a letter of intent to play baseball at Auburn. And if I'm not mistaken, he's going to try to do a little walking on like a preferred walk on in football. So not a bad week for Cade Granzow. No, not at all. And Auburn's getting a winner, man. Uh, both sports, whichever sport he plays, but, but you're right. Um, that, that was a big week for them. And, uh, and what an unbelievable performance. It's, there, there were so many of them, you know, uh, and then Walker Merrill, 10 receptions, 10 receptions for 102 yards. Aaron Walton, six receptions, 106 yards, two touchdowns. And then we talked about on the Franklin side with Taylor Spierto. Well, Carson Repass had seven receptions, 129 yards and a touchdown. It was just it's, – it's crazy what the offenses have done. You know, we, we talk about it all the time. It's a trickle-down effect. NFL goes down to the colleges and the colleges goes down to the uh, high school. And these guys have really picked up on how to coach – this type of offense, and it's just – it's fun, man. I mean, if you took a poll of coaches in the state of Tennessee who are the top defensive coaches in the state, I promise you Ron Crawford and Donnie Webb will be in the top five of vote getters you get, and 89 points were scored Friday night. Yeah, it's it unbelievable. Again, you mentioned uh, Bevan, his stats that were just gaudy with that 465 yards passing, Spirito with 246 yards receiving, and Mr. Spirito, just for to show he can contribute in other ways too, picks up five tackles on defense, which was incredible. A great end to a great year uh, for Taylor. R really, really unbelievable job, and he and Bevan – uh, Mason Jones, those guys will move on to play basketball for a really good Franklin Admiral team. Just great kids, too. Uh, I know that well, firsthand had an opportunity to coach those guys. No doubt about it. And then, and you coached for so many years, Coach. Wouldn't you say one of the best things that a senior class can say is that they left the program better than the way they found it? And I think uh, Taylor and, and his classmates can say that for sure. They They left Franklin on good footing without a doubt. Well, no, no doubt about that. And, you know, you, you talk about – I was uh, just thinking about this the other day, thinking about Coach Webb, and I know that Ravenwood gets a lot of attention, 6A the last few years. Brentwood gets a lot of attention and well-deserved. You know, you look at Franklin, in five years, they've been to the quarterfinals twice, and that's not that easy to do. So hats off to Coach Webb and uh, those Franklin Admirals for a nice year. 100%. Here's a shootout also that we had, game two that we'll talk about. Summit 36, Beach 29, another high-powered offensive game. A great finish. And, you know, Anthony Crabtree, I give him credits. You know, he's one of those guys, and I was, as I've talked about many times, fortunate enough to be around him and watch him firsthand uh, during my years at Beach. He would always do something when you didn't expect it. You think he's a, 
always plays it the same, but not necessarily. He'll uh, throw a pass to a guy that hadn't played that much. He'll he'll fake a punt when you don't think he's going to fake a punt. And then it's that they score to make it 28-27 with under four minutes left. And what does he do? He goes for two, and they get it. So now uh, uh, Beach takes a 29-28 lead, puts the pressure on Summit to go down and score. It's a little different if it's tied up and you get the ball. Now they know they have to score. But what do they do? They respond with what I would call an drive. Three minutes and 27 seconds left. They use most of the clock. They go eight plays, uh, 73 yards. It ends with a nine-yard touchdown pass from Destin Wade to Caleb Jolly, his second touchdown of the night. A heck of a catch, by the way. I don't know if you saw that uh, on video, but it's a heck of a catch for him. Then they turn around and go two points. They get the conversion way to Graham Snyder for the final margin. But what a great game. A lot of orange and blue. A lot of lighting up the scoreboard in that game too, Tate. Yeah, it was uh, it was a great game. We talked about it last week. And, and I think, you know, you had a lot of insight into this game because of your time here and as, as, the, as the district athletic director, you know about Summit, but you also know about Beach and you watched Coach Crabtree build that, right? And you said it all at the beginning. Uh, anybody who goes up against them knows they're going to be prepared. There's going to be no stone left unturned. They're going to be well coached. They're going to have a really good offense, you know. Uh, but what we knew was, number one, is something special. And, man, he did not disappoint. His teammates were right there with him and and – and uh, played up to the level that he played at. And it was just a – I think this was the 5A state championship game, personally. Uh, you hate to see it happen in the third round, but that's just the way it is sometimes. And, um, you know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a great game. And Destin Wade, the thing that just blew my mind, 29 carries. You think about that. Now, that, that's like – that's how many times Crabtree gave Jalen Hurd against Station Camp five years ago, right? Yeah, it was incredible. The, you know, you look at uh, his stats too, and it's, again, he's, I'm going to start nicknaming him. I'm going to, I'm going to dub him Destin Video Game Wade because it's almost like, uh, you know, we talked about this before, the old uh, Bo Jackson on Tecmo Bowl that you couldn't stop him. He's running sideways. He's going forward. He's going sideways again. Destin, 13 for 16, 208 yards, passing four touchdowns and then 194 yards rushing. That only, that almost seems made up, and it's really not. And, oh, by the way, Tay, get ready. Let's see if we can do this virtually. This week's gym, Destin Wade for the year, now has 1,000 passing, 1,000 rushing, and they haven't played that many games, Tate. That's right. That's what I was going to say. Make the, that's not in 13 games either. That's about an eight or nine, so – it's unbelievable, and the most impressive thing about it is, you know, as, as good as he is, he still had growth. We forget last year because he was so good that he's a sophomore, but there's still room to get better, and I'm telling you where he's gotten better. Zero interceptions against, again, what is probably the second-best team in 5A. You know, I mean, what else do you <laughs> – it's pretty impressive. I can't wait to see, you know, the next two weeks and next year too, but uh, – He's not turning it over. He's throwing at about a 90% completion rate. And like we said, 29 rushes for over almost 200 yards. It's You're right, video game. By the way, I think that Bo Jackson play on Tecmo Bowl was student body right, student body left. Showing our age a little bit. <laughs> that was unbelievable. 
uh, thumbs would be sore after that was over. The, the, the controller's not quite as uh, friendly as they are nowadays. No, no. But hey, and seriously, he's a team guy, and you don't go for over a thousand yards rushing and passing in eight, nine games without a great offensive line. And Brandon King and Caleb Jolly and Kanata Wirtz, and I mean, they all contributed. It was a, it was a heck of a team win, no doubt about it. You want to think about something that's scary, uh, and this will sh send shivers down the spine of a uh, coach counts at Henry County. Can you think if Keaton Wade were playing? Um, they'd be in real trouble. <laughs> They're in trouble. They'd be in real trouble. <laughs> Destin would not be carrying it 29 times if Keaton was playing, but yes, it'd be double trouble. And Beach. Maybe that's what we ought to start calling them. <laughs> and then Beach wouldn't have scored 29 points, I don't think, either. Negative. Uh, Brady Pierce, Brandon King, you mentioned with a couple of touchdown receptions. Again, they've been getting it done all year. Now, maybe – the upset of the week to some people across the, the state, uh, we don't think it was a huge upset, but certainly you look at Tullahoma, uh, only one loss, or now only one loss. They come into the game undefeated. They're hosting. They had defeated Nolansville 29-14 a couple of weeks ago. Nolansville comes out on top 15-14. to 14. And I know you appreciate this because you're a guy that loves to talk special teams. First of all, there was a special teams miscue. They missed an extra point after the Samson-Johnson touchdown, cut the lead to 14-13. But then with five minutes left, Nolansville's defense bowing their neck. Uh, Tullahoma snaps it uh, over the kicker's head or the punter's head uh, for a safety, 15-14. And then Nolansville hangs on for dear life after that. And to, to talk about how good this Tullahoma team is, they're, they're now out of the playoffs. They didn't give up more than two touchdowns all season. And what does Nolansville do? They come out on top. Great win for Coach Derrick and Nolansville High School. Well, and you're right. It's an unbelievable win. It was the upset of the week. I know Nolansville doesn't think that it was an upset, but nobody, including myself, which I know that's where you're going with that, picked uh, Nolansville to win this game. But uh, Coach Derrick said that all week long he could tell the kids believed and, and they thought they were going to win. They believed they were going to win, and they did. It's, it's huge, man. This is – Coach Olive's on record as saying this is the best team he's ever had there. There's been some dang good ones. They thumped some 5A teams, including Shubaville. Uh, they had all the pieces, huge offensive line, senior offensive line. They got a Mr. Football semifinalist, maybe finalist. Jacoby Tom, uh, Thomas, he's averaging three, four touchdowns a game. And uh, the defense just played lights out. And you mentioned the special team. The Samson Johnson was uh, play, was touchdown was a special team too, a 99-yard kickoff return. So you're right, amazing. The highs and lows, right? You missed that extra point. Oh, my gosh, it's 14-13. I guarantee you Tullahoma hasn't snapped the ball over the punter's head all year long for a safety, but that's what they did. And what a great team win. It was, it was awesome. Um, and now they get to play at home. So uh, this, this is pretty cool for the Knights. What they've got going over there is really neat. Ryder Gillardi, 146 yards passing, a touchdown to his favorite target, Chance Fitzgerald, uh, 47 yards rushing. Samson Johnson, you mentioned the uh, return for a touchdown. He also had 61 tough rushing yards on the defensive side. These are names we keep mentioning 
uh, tackles, Tyler Nolan with 12, Mike Williams nine, Grant Reeder six, and a big sack. So uh, like you're saying, Coach Derrick is really building something special there. in Nolansville Athletics, can we say this? They are well, uh, not even on their way. They've arrived. Nolansville Athletics on the map for sure. For sure. And I think we're getting ready to go back to um, uh, Elizabeth Tens coming to us. And I think we got a chance to send three. That's never been done. Three to Cookville. That would be unbelievable. It would be unbelievable. Speaking of this week's games, let's talk about them, Tate. Brentwood, uh, number one seed, obviously, out of this area, this region, uh, 10 and three for the year, traveling to Bartlett. Number one seed there, uh, 10 and one record. They defeated Collierville 35-7 last week. Their second round was a 35-27 win in overtime over Houston. I think a lot of people thought maybe Houston would win that game. They didn't have to play a first-round game. And, and really, they've only played, I think it's nine games total. Their only loss was to CPA in the first game of the year, 42-16. No disrespect to Bartlett, but I think uh, uh, Brentwood's the, the, the obvious favorite in this game. Uh, Brentwood's played a much tougher schedule. I will say this, Bartlett, I actually watched that CPA game. It was on a Thursday night at Milan, kind of weird there, but uh, they're really big. They have a really big offensive line, and they've got a really good tailback. Uh, but they have not played the schedule that Brentwood has had. Uh, they have not seen a quarterback like they will see in Mr. Granzow. And, and uh, you know, I failed to mention earlier, that this is pretty neat to see. He is definitely playing his best ball of his career, um, you know. So, you're right. I think Brentwood's got to be the favorite. But, and Coach Crawford knows, these guys are big. They lean on you, and they got a really good tailback. So, uh, like we always say, the best, uh, the best defense against a good offense is to keep that offense off the field. I think you'll see Mr. Granzow with over 100 yards rushing again. And it um, would uh, be pretty neat to go to Cookville. Um, again, uh, Coach uh, Crawford did that in his first tenure as the head coach. To get back, I think, would be unbelievable. It's going to be a tough game, but I think Brentwood is the favorite. Well, and they, they seem to be playing, obviously, it's been well documented. Uh, uh, Coach Crawford's mother, Pat, uh, she passed away. You could just sense that that was something that had the team motivated. Those kids really, really wanted to win uh, for both Coach Crawford's. Coach Crawford and also his dad, who also helps there. And certainly they love Miss Pat. And uh, you could just sense that they were playing uh, for something maybe more than just a typical game or a typical quarterfinal. Yeah, no doubt about it. And um, it, it was uh, not just the team either. You could tell the whole community. Uh, she, she's, a, you know, she, she's a loved woman. And uh, it was really neat, man. You know, you're married to one. There's nothing quite like a coach's wife. And uh, it was. Brentwood's still a community, um, and the community definitely rallied around that. And, and it also goes to show what they think of Coach Crawford, man. Uh, that guy is Brentwood football. He is. He really is. Nolansville, number two seed, eight and three. And, and Tate, you know, I want to make sure I'm saying this right. I know sometimes you got, uh, uh, you got schools that's spelled differently, or you say it, you know, where I'm from, it's, uh, it's not Versailles, it's Versailles. Uh, we have Elizabethtown in Kentucky. Elizabethton is what I've been t 
told, Tay, but you said it a little bit di different earlier. You, you need to educate me or do I need to educate you? Elizabethan? Yes. Is that, is that incorrect? I I, no, that's how I say it, yeah. yeah. Oh, I you think. did say it that way? It doesn't matter. Louisville, Louisville, Elizabethan, Elizabethtown, they're coming to get a smackdown. Oh. How about that? I liked it. Hey, Maybe. I was going to tell you this now. This is a, a, a repeat of last year's semifinal in the same location. So uh, the way you might be wondering, because Noahsville's number two seed, Elizabeth, the number one seed, uh, went undefeated. In fact, their last loss, Tate, was November 9th, 2018, at Anderson County in the second round of the playoffs. Since then, they've won 28 straight games. But we follow the bracket at this point. So since Nolansville defeated the number one seed earlier, DeKalb County, uh, it goes by the bracket. So Nolansville gets to host, even though they're the two, Elizabethans number one. Uh, again, a rematch of last year's semifinal, with, which Elizabeth, Elizabethan won 34-12 on their way to the state championship uh, that they won 30-6 over Springfield. But Mr. Kutras went out in that game, I think, mentally – uh, that probably had something to do uh, with what happened after that. Nothing against that team. I mean, obviously, they were a well-deserving state champion, but had to have an impact. Uh, they defeated Greenville last week, 24-20, East Hamilton, East Ridge uh, before that. And I'm going to say this, Nolansville's schedule has been better. 100%. And do not, that is a long, long trip. So it, what a what a advantage that is this year. There's no easy way to get there, and uh, they're dealing with a time change, so they're going to be kicking off a, an hour later than they normally do. So yeah, I think that was a big part of it as well last year, as well as losing your best player. You know, there's no way to overcome that. So yeah, I think the stars are aligning for the Knights. But you know, to be in the semifinals second year in a row, what a what a great what a great accomplishment. It's going to be a fun one and. Um, you know, we knew it. Uh, you, you, everybody on this show knows what we think about Coach Hester. But we, we told everybody, Coach Derek is a heck of a ball coach. And uh, he's making a name for himself. It's fun to watch. Our final game involving WCS teams, Summit, number one seed, 12-1, and one, traveling to Henry County, number one seed as well. Again, the bracket dictated where this game would be. But, again, they're both number one seeds. Uh, they're 10-2. It's been a, a fairly easy road for Henry County so far. First round, they get a bye. They defeat Brighton 39-7, Clarksville Northeast last week. Not exactly like playing at Beach, for sure. Uh, Henry County, two losses on the year. Uh, lost to Brentwood 55-17 and to Beach 21-14. But they're now on an eight-game winning streak. I think the stars are aligning, Tate, for a Summit W. Well, that's the worst trip to make. You know that. There's no easy way to get there. The refs are going to give you no favor. Uh, the cowboys will be out. Probably the, the dang, the horn will be out. There will be no COVID social distancing in Paris, but that's okay. It's going to be a great atmosphere, and uh, they're a really good team. You know Coach, Coach Counts is probably Coach Crabtree's best friend in coaching. Uh, they talk a lot. They pattern their programs a lot after each other. So that's what I was talking to Coach Coleman about this weekend. Uh, you, you can almost put on that beach film and get a good idea of what you're going to see. They've got a great running back in Jamarcus Johnson. It's going to be fun, man. But you're right. I think the stars are aligning. Summit, um, 
And last year, you know, being in the, in the Blue Cross Bowl, making it there, that's got to count for something. They've been there. They've done that. So, you know, normally a trip like this is tough to do over Thanksgiving weekend, but I think the Spartans are ready for it. It's going to be a fun game for sure. Look, I've got a prediction here that once Destin Wade gets rolling, Henry County is going to need more cowbell. we got to give me more cowbell, baby. <laughs> I got a hunger. And the only <laughs> – is more cowbell. <laughs> hey, speaking of picks, Tate, uh, we really weren't speaking of picks, but I want to speak about picks a little bit. Last week, sure. a chance to really – and you were you, – honestly, you're happy that it turned out this way because no one's going to end up with the victory – but last week, the fans and I both went 3-0. and We both picked Nolensville. You and Dr. Qualls uh, were both 2-1. and So it looks like Dr. Qualls has fourth wrapped up. He has 51 wins. The fans have 54. You and I sit atop the standings going into the semis, 57 all. Now, here's what I think ought to happen. If we end this thing tied, which is possible, I think the tiebreaker ought to be from the show a few weeks ago when we were talking about the San Diego Chargers. We never mentioned the next week. I was actually correct on that. So I don't know. You were 100% correct. If that needs to be the tiebreaker, maybe we'll do a points in the, in the championship games. We got to do something to, uh, to get our tiebreaker going, if, if needed. I agree 100%. And you were right. And I was wrong. So I would gladly accept that defeat. So fans keep voting on Twitter, WCSCO Athletics, uh, to finish up this year strong the next two weeks. Now, Tate, listen. I'm going to do the picks a little bit different. Brentwood at Bartlett, Nolensville, Elizabethan, Summit at Henry County. I'm going to go first, and I'm going to pick them all. I'm going all WCS. We're going to have three teams playing in Cookville, all playing for a state championship in one week. What say you, Mr. Matthews? I am going to uh, – I think I'm going to go with you. I, I've, Nolensville has proved me wrong. Why would I pick against them? I do. And, you know, the greatest team to ever come out of Tullahoma, Coffee County, Bedford, it doesn't matter what county. The Knights sent them home back on their bus to take up uniforms. So I'm with you. I'm going Brentwood with a road victory, Nolensville home victory, Summit road victory. And uh, I think that uh, you need to get your hotel room uh, booked because you're going to be in Cookville for three straight nights. So does uh... – uh, does the summit win comfortably at Henry County? No. Still going to be a tough. They're good. Yeah, yeah. I I think you're getting ready to see Summit versus Beach 2.0. It's just Henry County instead of Beach. But guess what? They don't have an answer for number one either. <laughs> <laughs> you can put in the tape and give strategy all you want. You still got to go stop that guy, which they're not going to do. No. Tate, It'll be fun. I appreciate you being here with me. Our first virtual sports connection. I think it worked out pretty well. Would you agree? Yes, sir. We keep, hey, we just keep it uh, adapting just like everybody else. It was, um, <laughs> I even learned how to do a background. So I'm not going <laughs> to say what you said off air about who the worst <laughs> Zoom performers were, but um, uh, hey, it's only up from here for me from on this, on the Zoom. But yeah, I think it went great. We appreciate all the fans out there watching, not only this week, but all year long. And we'll see you next time on Sports Connection.